Welcome to my basement, everybody, but mostly you, Scott Jones. Hello. Oh, Victor Lucas. Thanks for always you, making room for me. You're on, my favorite. On your stained couch. Well, and you're the one that smells the most like cheese, and so you blend right in. Come on. I smell pretty good for a man. Uh, not in the summer. Uh, I do, actually. I no, shower quite I, often. I, I hang out with you a lot. I shower a lot. Okay. Have you ever smelled me, like, smelling really no, bad? No, no. I'm just joking. I, we both I don't, smell I, pretty good. We I, spend a lot of time together within, like, a three-foot radius yeah. of each other. Are you saying that you smell me? I smell you, but I oh, wow. mostly you're, you're, you smell pretty good. Like, you smell like Ben Silverman once said, after he spent the week with you, <laughs> the judge's week, he said you, you smelled every day like fresh laundry. Oh, that's pretty good. Isn't that nice? That's Doesn't that make nice. you feel good? Yeah. I noticed you got a haircut. I did, yes. How'd that go? It was great. Yeah, it looks yeah. great. Oh, thanks, buddy. Yeah, very nice job. Whatever you. you paid that woman, you didn't pay her enough. <laughs> I paid her a lot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about the biggest story in our industry right now. One of the biggest stories I've ever seen. Are you shocked? I was shocked. I'm and, shocked. And it's an industry thing. And I think the reason why... Well, there's a couple couple things. It, it happened on Canada Day, and this is also Independence uh, right. Day week. So we do the a, show in Canada, even though this is a global enterprise. There, yeah, well, there's a, there's a lot of holidays happening right now. So right. the repercussions, I don't think, were really uh, that broadly reported. Uh, or, you know, and we actually don't know what the repercussions are. But um, this was probably the most dramatic happening I've seen in the video game history in my almost 20 years of covering it. Dramatic? Dramatic, yes. This was Don Matrick deciding nice. that uh, he'd had enough at Microsoft and he took the CEO position at Zynga. And, um, you know, there's a tremendous amount of business uh, uh, speculation happening right now, and and the terms of his deal have been released. Ray Muzica, the former president of uh, Bioware, was tweeting about that yesterday. He's making a buttload of dough. I mean, he's getting a five million dollar signing bonus. He's getting a minimum of a million a year. Ah, good for him. Plus bonuses every year. I mean, I, he's he going to come out any making more money though. You know, yeah, dozens of millions of dollars. And he's already a very wealthy very man wealthy, and he's done sure. a tremendous amount of good things for the video game industry. I don't think that this was a decision about money. And so, you know, this is just going to lead to more speculation here. But I have never seen in my years of reporting on games an executive leave less than a month after the E3 reveal and the games portfolio is announced for a console that's just about to launch. This, just, I, this kind of happened with Peter Moore, too, didn't it? He left at a very crucial moment in uh, Microsoft history mm. and jumped over to EA, and it was all very shocking. My question to you is, and I know we never get the full story on these things, my question is, are these deals in the works for weeks, for months, and then suddenly, like, it does seem like strange timing. Or do they happen really quickly? Is this a 48-hour thing where they just call him and they say, listen, Zynga's in trouble, you're the man. Yeah. And well, now, first of all, let me talk about the Peter Moore thing. Peter Moore um, absolutely did bounce. He bounced from Sega to uh, Microsoft to EA. I think that's the were order. Were all those tattoos real? The Halo tattoo is absolutely real. He still has it on his arm. He's an amazing guy. I mean, I, that, that is a guy that is poised to be a CEO. But the, the difference here is that Matrick is the president, and he was the president of 
the interactive entertainment business at Microsoft. He he's was the face. The man. face he, he takes the stage, and, and he three. was the leader, and he was the the uh, the the guy that brought us. Brought the world to connect, raised the profile of Xbox Live. I mean, he got a glowing uh, letter on his way out from Steve Ballmer. All of that stuff is warranted. All of the things that, that Matrick ha- has done are all, all of the, the uh, you know, claim around all of that stuff is warranted. Peter Moore making those decisions, uh, you know, at a, at a very high level, a very high executive level, but not quite the top person on the totem pole is, yes. a, is a different thing. This I've never seen before. This is... Um, a dramatic statement. And I don't know if the, you know, and I haven't talked to Don about this stuff. I'd love to get him on the show. Maybe he'd even consider doing the podcast with us. It'd be amazing. But You think uh, we'll have to clean. Your mom will have to come yeah, down. That's and, true. We'll, we'll need an antiseptic team in here. Yeah. We'll, we'll need people in uh, rubber from yeah. head to toe. We'll need those suits for that, uh, <laughs> that Heisenberg and Jesse wear and when we'll they do a cook. And we'll have to suits in, in the basement. We which, will, though. Like Don, be so Don's weird. always we'll welcome. We'll wear suits, Don Metric. If you come into the basement, yes. we will wear suits with you. We can all wear suits. We'll eat cheese. We'll, it'll be a very dramatic episode. We'll put episode. away all of the porn magazines. There will be none. So the, so Francis, uh, you, this guy who runs his own show on the internet, he, he called this move. It's like hiring the pilot from the Hindenburg to captain the Titanic. Ah, oh, come on. <laughs> I love Francis. <laughs> He's hilarious. Well, you know, I mean, this is the thing, right? This is a crazy period in games. And it's no secret that Zynga has been in a lot of trouble. Uh, and it's no secret that Microsoft has created a lot of problems they for itself. They took a lot of heat there in, right in the wake of E3. Don yeah. especially, personally, took he took the brunt of it on well, his shoulders. Well, he was the guy that was leading the charge on, on a lot of the decisions. He was coming out with an aggressive statement about how games were meant to be enjoyed for the future, and uh, he had to pull back on that. And I don't know if Microsoft... Um, put him into a very uncomfortable position and basically made him, um, you know, take a bullet for the company in that scenario. But it's not hard to imagine that that's kind of how it felt for him. Um, But I know that Zynga has been needing help of somebody with the experience and the and the executive caliber of Don Matrick for a long time. I also know that Bing Gordon is over at Zynga and Bing and Don have a long relationship as well. Um, And and there are other, uh, you know, uh, EA ties and, and Matrix ties. The thing that's really interesting about all of this stuff is that a lot of these guys, these um, these Silicon Valley game executives, um, you know, and that ranges all the way from Vancouver into Seattle, down to San Francisco and Los Angeles. There are a lot. A lot of them are friends. You know, like I saw um, John Riccatello when I was at the uh, the Lucas and Spielberg and Matrix thing. I saw John Riccatello there. Danny Bilson was there. They, they, they've worked together. They've created uh, huge businesses together. They understand how, you know, the strengths and weaknesses of everybody's leadership. Um, and I'm sure that, you know, Mark Pincus over at, Zynk, at Zynga has been paying close attention and he's been trying to court Don Matrick to the company for a long time. And then maybe the, you know, the backlash against Don's... Um, and again, I'm speculating, but maybe the backlash about the uh, his plans for Microsoft really uh, made his decision easier. Maybe he just said, OK, you know, people aren't ready for this stuff right now. And uh, uh, so I have to reverse course. But screw it. I'm going to go take this this uh, really big challenge over at it's this a, company. It's a huge challenge. And yeah. all of these guys, just like you and myself, have huge egos. <laughs> and then they're re- like, I'm sure Don is ready to roll up his sleeves and he's convinced that if anybody can bring Zynga back from the brink, 
it is I, going to be him. Shit, I'm convinced. You know, Matrick gets a lot of hate and a lot of heat, and he's he aggressive. He helped build and, Microsoft and the Xbox into a bona fide brand. Dude, it really, it really wasn't in the I mean, beginning. He started this in, in his basement. You know, like EA Canada is the uh, the the example company for how you create a studio model in the video game business, and it was you know copied and emulated all over the world, and it was based on a lot of his. Uh, leadership and his ambition and his drive and his ability to get, uh, you know, a lot of people working with him. And, you know, I'm sure he had to piss people off along the way. I'm sure he made mistakes that he would admit to. Uh, but uh, Jesus Christ, the guy has given the, the world of video games a tremendous amount. Oh, come on. Yeah. No, and, nobody has any, nobody can say anything bad about and it, Don And Matrick. it started like really innocently and purely just as its fascination to build video games out of his basement, you know, and he's done a little bit and of he, everything. And along the thing the way. is like, the thing is he's a human being. He's taken steps forward yeah. and steps back. He's done some good things. He's mm -hmm. done some bad things, depending on your point of view. Yeah. And that, but that's everybody. That's a, that's called living a life, you but, know, but this announcement though, I mean, and I was rocked. I mean, this was like... Yeah, what did you do? Did you just go downstairs into your basement? Well, I, it just, makes you think. It makes you think, like, what is this video game industry that we're going into? What is this next phase? I mean, is Zynga now going to be an Xbox partner? Is this going to be uh, a massive free-to-play console company? Well, you know who I keep thinking about is yeah. LeBron James. Right. And I keep thinking about... Um, uh, who's the guy on the, the San Antonio Spurs? Um, Don... Uh, no, the big star. Yeah, no, Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan. I keep thinking about him, yeah. uh, you know, who's really been in this sort of off-market team for a long time, but he's been faithful. To yeah. this. He, he doesn't move around. And a lot of these guys get itchy and antsy, and they, they don't... They build a little bit of something, and then they move on, and then they yeah. leave it behind. And all because of ego. You know, yeah. I think a lot of times it's all driven by ego. Again, this is a lot of what we're talking about here is, is pure. It's in the abstract. It's all speculation. But the one thing that we do know is that you you've spent time with Don. You've interviewed yeah. him a couple of times. Yeah. I know he's a personal friend along with uh, yeah. uh, James Cameron and uh, yeah. who are some, guys some are of your other friends. friends. Sometimes what, we, what is, we talked about you smelling like fresh laundry. What does Don smell like in person? <laughs> he uh, he smells uh, uh, like success. <laughs> he smells like success. <laughs> no, he, he's uh, he's a very clean man. He wears great suits and uh, always looks really sharp and poised. And I got to tell you, though, man, like he always looks a little unkempt. He always looks like he he looks like he's dressed well. He's wearing expensive clothes, but he looks like he just slept in the back of a van. <laughs> Hardly. He, no, he, I, he does. He's always he, a little ragtag. I, no, His shirt's I think a little he, untucked. he is. He's buttoned down, man. The guy is the perfect example of how to wear a suit and just chill and relax and own it. And not be, not let the suit own him. This is what I will say. I remember Phil Harrison, who was a yeah. big part of Sony. He was the face of Sony for a long time. Yeah. And he went to Atari. Yeah. He was going to bring that shit I back. I know. That's, it's hard not to think about that, isn't it? I know. <laughs> and it didn't happen. All, yeah. and all, everybody makes moves, and sometimes those moves are good, and sometimes they're bad. You know, we'll see, we'll see what happens here. Uh, yeah, I was thinking about you on Monday, on your Canada Day. You're spending it with your family, and this, yeah. this news comes across the oh, wire. It was a shocker, man. I yeah. mean, it made, it made me sit down, and it made me kind of think about uh, this new industry that we are building, you know, and we are covering in our programming because... Uh, I don't have any positive thoughts about Zynga, you know? I've yeah, never, really, I've never, never really thought, oh my God, I love this company. I've never played Farmville, really. 
I liked, uh, I never, I, we played it, I played it for a little bit because I liked Harvest Moon and it really pissed me off that it was ripping off stuff from Harvest Moon right. and, and making it uh, crack for, I forgot for you're people forgot your closeted Harvest Moon Harvest fan. Moon's a great game. They've just remade that too many times. Uh, but, uh, you know, I liked um, Draw Something until they bought it. You know, and draw something was fun. Everybody played it for about three weeks. Yeah, and words with friends, I think, was fun. I think pre Zynga as well. So I've never I, there's I've I've always had an issue with the way that it's kind of just borrowed other people's well, yeah, ideas. And it's, and, it's, it's been very cannibalistic, yeah, right? Like we'll yeah. do it, we'll do it a little bit better, and we'll, uh, and we'll just, sweep up all the money. And just this out of nowhere, uh, you know, suddenly it's evaluated as being double the value of EA or. or Activision. I just thought that was, I mean, these are 30-year-old companies that have yeah. done everything for the video game industry. Zynga starts up and it's one or oh, two years old. Look at us. We'll show you how it's done. Yeah, and it, yeah. Just, it kind of made me barf. Kind of, what, you know? what kind of name is Zynga anyway? I mean, you're, we're in the, the, the post-Google era, the post-Google Yahoo era. you got to come up with... First uh, order of business from uh, the dr dramatic... Dramatic era over at Zynga. Change the name. No, the Zynga name. Well, you know what? That might happen. Hey, actually. listen. So let's, I, let's I don't shift. know, but if anybody's going to change my opinion about Zynga, it's going to be him. All right, we'll see what happens. So I think that was a very smart move. Let's, let's leave behind the business portion okay, of yes. today's program and yes. talk about something that nobody wants to talk about. Okay. And that is the Lone Ranger. Army Hammer, Johnny Depp, yeah. Gore Verbinski, Bill Fickner wearing some sort of lip prosthetic he holding his lip open with his one fake tooth. I'm doing it here. I don't know if you can hear me. What a, he, what a terrific actor William Fickner is, man. I love watching that guy. I love him, too. Uh, all of these people deserved a better movie. Now, go yeah. ahead and do your Lone Ranger rant. Well, they turned uh, the Lone <laughs> Ranger into a bumbling idiot. And yeah, he they doesn't took all have his teeth out. What's that? They, t they removed his teeth. Yeah, I mean, he's just a, he's a doofus at the beginning of the thing. He's Dudley Do-Right, and he's Dudley Do-Right at the end. There's no growth. Dudley Do-Right, that's good. There's no progression. He just wants that's to do true. well. And it's like, golly gee, ma'am, let yeah. me save you, ma'am. And, and Tonto is telling him exactly what to do, but he doesn't know what's going on because he's in this weird... Uh, you know, crazy, everything's a goofball pantomime type thing with some funky makeup on. I, I, and, and so you watch it for two and a half hours and there's no growth. There's no yeah. investment in these characters as believable heroes of any kind. They're not really bringing justice. They're bumbling through justice. You know, somehow they accidentally bring justice to the to the uh, the Wild West and, and uh, bring these crooked, um, you know, trained moguls down. I mean, it, it's it was really offensive to a fan you know i love the lone ranger i love that this was getting made and i actually i actually love the look and the and the feel and the style of this movie i think the cast actually was ready to do this thing but i i think the uh the fault is purely on the idea to turn this into a farce i mean it's just a it's like adam west batman bullshit i mean it's just not good and it, and it r really reminds me of and i get more angry thinking about it because Whoa. when I, when you're watching it there's enough little entertaining bits and it's just so well crafted. I mean, so many people work their asses off to build something really good looking and it does look great. And there's really interesting kinetic action sequences. But the more you think about it, the more offensive and meaningless and pointless and, uh, you know, just a waste it yeah, becomes. It's, it's like a the giant whirlpool from the Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Yes. Just for two and a half hours just yes. watching I mean, it circle. It's I like, like this a better flushed than the, toilet. To, well, I like this better than the fourth Pirates of the Caribbean. I like this better than the third one as well. Oh, Jesus. Um, but it's not as good as the second or the first one. And like, Gore Verbinski should hire some editors. You know, like, just 
maybe like pass this by his work past a few more people so that they can cut it down a little bit. Like all of his recent movies look like they needed an hour cut out of them. He's so in love with these massive setup shots and these, uh, and they're echoes of each other all the way through. He's got this symmetry that happens, this, this uh, visual symmetry. And so he's got pirate ships going after pirate ships after pirate ships and, and traveling forever and just, you know, throwing up these grandiose uh, backgrounds and environments in the pirates flicks. And in The Lone Ranger, it's all trains and it, it, it just becomes fatiguing. I mean, you're just like, OK, I get it. You had money on this. You'd convince Disney to throw tons of money at this thing. You know, I, I read uh, some interesting stuff uh, uh, from a writer named Wesley Morris on Grantland. He, he had a review of the movie. The title of the review was How the West Was Dumb. Yeah. And uh, he, he, in particular, he uh, he draws some parallels to uh, 1999's uh, The Mummy. Do you remember that movie? Yeah, that was fun. What's called for is the kind of cheap fun of something like 1999's The Mummy. The movie knew it was stupid, yeah. but it believed in that stupidity. It had the comical totally. professionalism of 1950s crap. It also had Brendan Fraser doing upside-down heroism. Army Hammer has Fraser's willingness to make a fool of himself, but Hammer is the more severely beautiful of the two. You feel like his Lone Ranger is making silly faces and doing goofy slapstick as contrition for Hammer's looking as good as he does. But there's nothing to the part he's playing. Yeah. So well, if you're ha Hammer's playing the, he, he's trying to play catch up with, with Johnny Depp. You know, he's trying to be as funny and on the, on point with Johnny. And, and well, Johnny really. Depp is he's, leading. I mean, he, he, I mean, he's, he's playing the, and we don't have to spend too much time belaboring this terrible movie. Just, just don't go see it. Yeah. But he's, 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 he's okay in his straight man role. He's okay to let Depp do his yeah, walk away with the movie moment. We've seen Depp do this before, so Too that's tiresome. Yeah. And Depp's not that funny in this movie either, because maybe he's, this is old hat for him. You know, well, like we've well. seen him play this doofus that, I mean, he's, he's Jack Sparrow again with a crow on his head. I mean, that's really what he is, a different accent. He's Jack Sparrow. He's... He's he he's got an athleticism about him and a, and a you know a graceful slapsticky kind of bumble his way through uh, scenes kind of ability about him and then that forces Army Hammer to turn his Lone Ranger into this yeah, idiot you know totally well, he he's also this this is another interesting point from from uh, Wesley Morris's review the first Pirates franchise transformed Depp from a very good actor into a man with an astronomical asking price and in the decade since. His trashed approach to stardom has gradually turned into shtick, just yeah. as it has for Robert Downey. The difference is that Downey, Downey's is fun and Depp's is a parody of fun. Well, I, I think it's too soon to call that out. And I, 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 you know, I know there's a whole chorus out there that, that uh, wants to throw Depp under the bus, but he is an exceptional actor and he has unbelievable ability. And even in his worst moments, he's better than a lot of actors in their best. And Tonto is not his best work, but it's definitely not bad. And it's uh, it was his choice. And I think because he is the center point and, and they, they staged the whole thing around him, I think it kind of sabotaged the end value of this movie. But Depp as an actor, I, I'd go see that guy in anything. I mean, that guy is still, he's still great. You know, he's fun to watch. He has interesting choices. Just it's it's too bad that so many of them how about this for the rest of johnny depp's career no makeup no more movies yeah. with tim burton and no more movies with gore verbinski well i, I don't even it. i think it's just no more makeup i just think it's no more cartoon characters you know like he's done enough of that even ed wood to some degree 
But holy Christ, I mean, what an interesting... I, I think he's a gift to cinema, man. Like, I, I think... Oh, right. he, I really Christ. do. He's I, just a man who's doing a job. He's yeah, not a gift to cinema. He's a gift to cinema. You're if you making look me at angry the, down if here. If you look at the span of his career and the choices he has made... And the, and the He could have just gone uh, and been, you know, pouty, heartthrob guy, and we wouldn't have cared for, for him for five years, you know? But now he's had... He's 50 years old, and he's done 30 or 40... Uh, you know, movies, and I'd say probably half of them are really interesting because of him. You know? All right. Gift to cinema. I, no, we are done TM. with that. Nope. Trademark. Nope. Yes. That is one of the hear. stupidest things you are going oh, to say on, on today's podcast. Really? You think, you don't think he's a gift to cinema? No, like, I do not think he's, he's a gift he's, he's to cinema. I mean, no. a, uh, part of his problem is that he's in this blockbuster era where we'll he see what he does for the next 30 years. Then we'll start handing out the gift okay, label. But he's 50. Okay. All right. All right. So he's, he's got a long way to go. 30, 30 years of good stuff. Well, let's not just throw around the Ponto, gift to cinema. Not his best word. All right. Well, listen, then other shocking news. Liam Neeson is getting $20 million. Yeah. For taken three. Yeah. What do you make of that? Um, not a gift to cinema. No, the opposite of a gift to cinema. What about the gray? That is uh, the gift to cynicism is what that is. Oh that, my God, these movies, why do they make so much money? The last movie was just so, so patently bad. offensive. And the worst. Just, like anybody from Turkey must have just felt completely horrified. Anybody that's traveled in the world... Anyone, anyone, any anyone, human being. Even if you're in the United <laughs> States and you've crossed over into the into Canada, yeah. You, yeah even uh, if you, have you haven't seen the movie, you should be horrified by Taken Two because it's an awful trash oh my heap of a dung pool garbage film. Twenty million dollars. We know. need to, we need to get jobs where we get paid twenty million dollars to do something. Uh, Maybe we should make sex tapes. How do you think Liam Neeson feels about taking twenty million dollars for Taken Three? I mean, you know what? You can watch him sleepwalk his way through those movies. I know. That's, it's, he's a good actor. He's not a gift to cinema, but he is a damn good he's actor. He's a great actor, yeah. And, uh, and well, he, just he the fact that he was in that stupid Battleship movie. He, but he, he goes through these roles, and you can feel him. He, he, you know, he does his payday kind of movies every mm -hmm. now and then, and that's fine. But Jesus Christ, why do people show up in droves for these fucking movies? They, <laughs> these are some of the worst things I've ever seen. People want revenge thrillers, man. They always will. You know, people, I think they, they need that. Um, just, I, I think people there's the same, same sense of uh, connection to the Call of Duty franchises and, and other types of big shooters out there. There's a cathartic uh, escapism when the stress levels are high at work. But you want to go and watch come on, a badass take care dude, of some bad guys. There's so much great stuff I know, out man. there to consume. We have only a few years. Life is ephemeral. It doesn't last forever. We don't have time in our lives to see Taken 3. Well, well I think you gain that perspective uh, with the more you consume and the older you get. You know, And frankly, the, uh, the viewing demos on a movie like that are going to skew you young. Everybody wants a dad like Liam Neeson who's going to come out and bust people's arms and shoot people in the face. You don't even believe for one second that he, that he has a connection with that the woman who plays his daughter in the I movie. Know. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's, it's garbage. And even if you're you know, 16 years old and you, you're going to the movie for the first time, you should see that. You, know? you should see that that's not good movie making. And there's so much better entertainment available to you. Well, speaking of better entertainment, we have a screening coming up next Wednesday mm -hmm. of what could be. I think it's the movie 
of the summer. Of the decade. Might it be the movie Could of, be a gift to 2013. Could be the gift to Could be cinema. a gift to our eyes but only, on Wednesday night. If only Johnny Depp was in it. We are going to see Pacific Rim, which apparently features some actual actors in addition to the giant <laughs> robots and giant monsters. We met one of them. What is the story behind this movie? Giant monsters come out of the sea. Yeah. And then human beings invent giant robots to fight the giant monsters. And is that, that it? Am I on the right funny. track? What else do we need? Holy shit, I can't believe this is really a movie. And I'm going to go read, see it. I read it. a quote from the uh, the screenwriter that said, uh, making this movie was like what you would imagine making movies was like when you were 12 years old. And oh it was exactly God. that. We, so we're gonna they dreamt up things and did them. And we're going to see a, a, a oh. robot punch the crap out of a, uh, a giant monster with a Squash ship. its head. I, I, I cannot wait it's for this squash movie. one of the monsters I mean, fucking head. I saw it on EP the, today. The buzz is happening right now. The buzz is like people are starting to see it and they're starting Listen, to see it I'm gonna uh, make and this, talk about it. I'm just warning you right now. If you're going to sit next to me, yeah. and you usually we sit together when we go to the movies. Yeah. I I'm make gonna, sounds if I I'm like going to make this sound a lot. Okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. And you're going to hear that a lot next week. I might go, whoo! And <laughs> I can't. I am so excited. I I never get that excited for anything. I certainly wasn't that excited for the Lone Ranger, but Pacific Rim. I'm telling you, I'm so unbelievably excited. I never get this excited. I'm going to get a the biggest whatever popcorn they have. We're going to see it at the IMAX. Oh, yeah. However Are big we they it at have. The IMAX? Yeah, we I mean, never get to do that. We're going to Riverport. I don't even know where the fuck that's Riverport awesome. is. We got to awesome. get someone to drive us because yeah. neither of us. I don't have a car, and you, you I, I don't drive. I think that's in uh, Oregon. We got to go all the way to Oregon, but that's <laughs> worth it. <laughs> okay. Pacific Rim. We're going to see that. The review will be on. Uh, I think it'll be on EP Daily and reviews on the run on the Friday, uh, which when the movie debuts. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go to the movie. Yeah. And this is a little behind the scenes talk just for the two of us, but yeah. we'll shoot the review right afterwards in the dark outside the cinema. Awesome. And we've never shot outside the Riverport before. Yeah. I think there's gang gang activity over I, there. I, I hope there are no vampires. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I don't know if you know this, but uh, there's some, been some more DLC for one of your favorite games of the year, Injustice. Yeah, God's Among Us. We've got the General Zod. I know. Did you pick that up? Four ninety nine. I haven't gone back to it yet because we've got a big chunk of games that we're playing right now. A couple on the PC, which uh, I'm excited that we're we're actually getting. You can our tell hands what, on. what we're playing. Oh, we're doing Gunpoint, which I, I've been playing anyways. Uh, but we actually get to play it a little bit more and then talk about it on the show. And Company of Heroes too. And I I gotta tell you, uh, Relic, I think they make my favorite RTS games. I just, I love them. And I'm not reviewing Company of Heroes 2 yet, but I just love the chaos that they're able to create and also the intimacy that you feel with the units that you get to control. Those guys are masters they're over there. Incredible. You know what? I went over there personally, did a couple stories for EP yeah. Daily. Do you watch that show? Uh, EP Daily? EP, E like Edward, uh -huh. P like Peter. Okay. And then the word daily. All right. I'm going to set my PVR. Set your PVR. Yeah. Okay. It's a daily show. Thus the name daily in the okay. EP daily. Wow. I went over to the studio relic, which is based here in, in Vancouver. I interviewed a lot of the team members, yeah. all very articulate Quinn uh, Duffy. young men. Good. Quinn Duffy. Best I saw, name in video games. I said to Quinn, uh, I said, you know, what's going to happen? This is my prediction. These, this generation of consoles is going to bomb. And we're all going to go back to the PC. That's what gamers are going to do. And right. I think ever since he's been in love with me. That's a horrible prediction, by the way. No, it's, it's for them. It's awesome because that's what they specialize in. Yeah. They were happy to hear that. 
You know, they make these very sophisticated, very cerebral, very high-end, high-tech. Yeah. Uh, uh, what are they called? Real-time strategy games. Yeah, these are difficult to play in a big TV type situation, though. You know, and people still want to hook up to their TVs and escape. And you know, I, I do do that with my PC. And there's tons of games that feel terrific and port beautifully to that. This is not one of those. This is a lean-in. Look at the details. Get lost in the in the cacophony. And you and know what? I think we enjoy should. It. We, we should. Start. Uh, we should start taking some stuff away from the steamers. I actually have set up my PC finally. Yeah. yeah. I'm on the PC. All right. I'm ready to so go we're PC. Com- we're coming for you, steamers. That's right. And you know the you other know, game we want to go back to. We got to do is some second opinions on some of this Steam stuff because the P- Sim City we got to go back to. Remember? I know PC games are awesome, and we haven't been playing enough of them. And uh, I, you know, I. I uh, dual booted my MacBook Pro, so when I've been traveling the last little while, I have been playing. I've been playing Metro Last Light and loving that, and it's awesome. It's like you bring this robust console with you wherever you go. You know, it's incredible, and and the the Steam portability or the Origin portability portability is incredible. I bought uh, uh, I bought Sleeping Dogs for five bucks on Origin. You already own it though. Yeah, but I got a better, higher resolution version of it for the PC. Right, I'm, I'm for glad $5. you got that. Listen, you can also, for 99 cents, pick up the Man of Steel skin. Right. For Superman. Are you going to do that? Absolutely. You're going to get that? Absolutely. The, I'm waiting for... I think it's the Man of Steel foreskin is the way no, it's No, they're not here. selling the foreskin. Foreskin, no, I think. That's I, what it says I, on my, my notes You here. can get that at the superhero sex shop that you travel to. <laughs> okay. No, but the... Uh, uh, I am waiting for Injustice to have some kind of Get it all price, you know, because th- there's little bits yeah, and pieces of things. They're really nickel yes. and diming you. Man. Yeah, and yeah, I don't want yeah. everything, you know. Like I, I want Batgirl and I want Lobo. Uh, <laughs> okay, keep going. And I want Zod. Okay, but then they're releasing other things too, and I don't know what the next characters are going to be. Is so it I feel like I don't want to jump the gun. Is What's it, that? Is it Michael? Does it look no, like Michael it, Shannon? It's okay. the comic book Zod. Okay, I want them to do a Shannon skin. That would be awesome. Oh, I guess the Man of Steel f- skin. Does it look like uh, Brandon no. Ruth? No. No, I mean, Henry, Henry Cavill. You're, you're two movies behind. No, it doesn't look like Cavill. It's yeah. the same Superman model okay. that they have in the game. God, you're making me want to rush home right I now. I know. Calm down. We still yeah, have I to wanna, finish this. Actually, then I am we, home. Okay. <laughs> you're making me want to rush you, over. You, to, you want me to rush the three feet over to the console? <laughs> I'm going to start playing this game right now. So listen, I moved recently. I know. To a new place. I know. You've got a new gaming nook. I just set up my new game. It's actually where, pretty... Where did you, where did you put the, uh, the cheese? My, my, yeah, my have cheese. You put, have you put the stinky things already in place, or what every you, anybody who is yeah. a cheese expert, like yeah. and you, you guys and, know why we do that, right? We want to make it smelly and like get it pre stink, so that when you come home, it's hot. Yeah. you take your shoes well, off. They, you, you, you want your cheese at room temperature. Yeah, you just you That's want the, the smell, way. so you never have to clean it's up. It's supposed to be consumed right? at room temperature. So yeah. I got my new gaming area all set up. You know, I actually. I, my, one of my cats has been sick. He's been oh. rubbing. He had diarrhea. Right. So I had to wipe his butt. Well, well there you go. With a warm. I, I would go and I'd get a washcloth and I would warm it up a little and then I'd yeah. chase him around the house and he didn't like it. So he huh. would run. So it was kind of like some Japanese game show. Me chasing my cat with shit well, on his ass and, and with a washcloth. And he would just be diarrheaing all over the And me just screaming. Apartment. Yeah, oh, there was a, diarrhea everywhere. Cat awesome. shit everywhere. Well, you, well, a, you got the smell. That's taken care of. And B... Hello, ladies. So, yeah, who, if anyone wants to know who smells like cat shit in here, it's probably me. Now, you smell like fresh laundry. Don Matrick smells like success. I smell like cat shit. Now, when I move, and I've gone through this before, you start unplugging all your consoles and everything in your TV, and it's a moment of sadness. You're like, 
but what if I want to play? I know. And it's all, everything's boxed up. And so the thing that I did, and I always do this, I power up, make sure I charge up the PSP Vita, charge up the 3DS, get mm-hmm. all, get my uh, iPad going, because I got Kingdom Rush Frontiers on there that I'm playing the shit out of. I can't yeah. stop playing that yeah. fucking game. Yeah. And uh, so I get all these things together, and then I get busy with the move. I don't ever use any of them, but I yeah. need them well, then you're as so like an insurance policy, right? You sit right? in bed and you start playing, and then a second later, you, your Vita falls on your nose and you're asleep. Yep. Yeah. No, do you, I know. Do, do, I've been do there. you game yourself to sleep every night? Uh, I do often, yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I tell, <laughs> so your eyes play, start to droop when you're looking at the my, Vita? My eyes start to get a little bit bugged out, actually. Yeah. The the uh, iPad so close to my head as I'm reading or playing games at night is not, uh, is really uh, super sensitive on my eyeballs, and yeah. I totally notice that. But Animal Crossing I've been playing at night because it's so zen. God, what a beautiful little game. I feel like I finally can appreciate that damn thing. It's so chill. You don't do anything harmful. You just sort of negotiate with with cranky animals, and you write them letters and stuff, and uh, uh, and you just try to become your own little ruler of your <laughs> of your land and own as much stuff as you can. But it's just so just relaxing, you know. But then, uh, yeah, I fall asleep with my my 3ds on my face. I don't really game to relax. Like I, I game for a jolt, yeah. But then I don't. There's no like cool down game. Yeah. You know? Well, that and, is one of them. Yeah. yeah, I want to hear what people, you know, sort of chill out to, because I know that there are games that serve that. Sometimes the strategy games can do that a little bit. I think Kingdom Rush can do that until the uh, the difficulty ramps up. But I want to hear what people kind of relax to, you know, maybe an RPG or, or uh, more of a story-driven type thing out there. So uh, I do too. Yeah. And let's talk about it maybe a little bit more next week. And, and yeah. you know what? And just a little teaser for reviews on the run fans. We yeah. are working on something very special for you. And it's going to be airing very soon. It's going to be called Hardest Games Ever Week. Title still to be determined. <laughs> but what happens What's on the it show? About? We're going to be celebrating all the, the, the most challenging video games of all time. And so the way it works, we're going to bounce around from team to team. And so each team member is going to pick what they perceive to be one of the their personally most challenging video games ever and then they're going to give it to the other team member and then they're going to you know they're going to swap hard games and then they're going to that sounded dirty yeah swap, swap hard some hard games, games. Yeah. yeah and then and then they're going to have a conversation about those two games and uh, and score them up and uh, and and you know just the larger theme of the week and and you and I will be addressing this yeah uh you know, have games gotten easier over yeah. the years and, and how has the difficulty changed and who is gaming now and what are, what's expected of gamers and, and, and play testing and how much focus testing is done before these things are brought to market. And, and you know, because the, there was a time, obviously, when games were prohibitively difficult. And right. it is it is something, you know, that, that I think about a lot. We're playing Hotline Miami this week on the Vita yep. uh, f- to shoot for the show. And, and uh, that's a very challenging I game. I love that Sony's created this whole indie game category. And uh, I love that Clay just in- announced their, their new game, uh, Incognita. I mean, that sounds awesome. Um, but it's, uh, it were, there were two national holidays this week. What's your favorite thing about America? Happy Independence Day, by the way. My favorite thing about America? Yeah. You know, I appreciate it more now that I don't live there. Yeah. And I love going back. I love going to New York or L.A. Or, uh, you know, I have some friends who were just in Chicago. I lived in Chicago for a couple of years in the early 90s. And uh, my, I don't, my favorite thing about America, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I like the That's fact that broad we, question, we still it? use Fahrenheit. <laughs> I don't. I don't really get Celsius yet. People are they're always. Oh, it's going to be twenty eight this weekend. I was like, well, I don't know what that means. Still, you my know? favorite thing. I mean, I, I love going to the states. 
And my favorite thing that I've recognized over the years, it's also kind of a curse, but it's the abundance. It's the, uh, it's the availability of choice in every conceivable direction. You walk into a store, they've got every version you know, of everything. It, it, America, it's easy to poke fun at it. Yeah. Because it is hideous and an abomination in a lot of ways, but it is also wonderful. There is, there, you know, it's a huge mix. It's a huge pile of of crazy shit. Yeah, and you know, the, there are good things in there and bad things, just like every country in the world. Totally. And uh, you know, uh, but I, I do, I I do feel on day. You know, we're talking, we're doing this uh, particular recording on July fourth, and I know that there are going to be lots of fireworks going on down there. Yeah. And uh, barbecues and stuff, all the stuff that we did on Monday here yeah. on July first on, yeah. on Canada Day. Yep. Uh, but I, I do miss it. I do really. I do feel the, my Americanness, even though I'm almost completely Canadian. Yeah. After four years. Well, how cool of an experience is it for both of us? Because I've spent a big chunk of my career in the states, and yep. a lot of the great things that have happened with Greedy Productions have been due to relationships that we've had with U.S. businesses. Yes. And, uh, you know, I, I feel very at home in the U.S., you know, and I feel very uh, close to friends down there as well. And, and uh, you know, I, I love that there's this sort of joint celebration this week, you know. I mean, the, I'm incredibly it's a funny proud week. to be out of Canada, too, you know, and I'm, I'm incredibly, I think my favorite thing about Canada is the... Uh, uh, the ease that we have with each other and the kind of uh, the, the compassion that seems to bubble up a little bit easier or more uh, readily apparent between people in this country. Mm -hmm. not, not everywhere, not always, not all the time, not with everyone, but I don't know. I feel um, like I, I took the, uh, the subway here, the SkyTrain yesterday, and a guy to just work? said, uh, I, took, I, took, I was actually visiting Nintendo of Canada and I took it back from from uh, Nintendo to downtown, and okay. I saw a guy on the thing, and he said, oh, I love your show, man, and I just, he was just so cool about it, he was just so chill, you know, it was, uh, it was just a really yeah. sort of nice pat on the back and just a thank you, basically, and I thanked him for, for supporting the stuff, and, and it, was, uh, it was very respectful and, and cordial, and I, 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 I like that a lot, you know, and I, I'm sure you get that same kind of thing in the States, but uh, I don't know, it just, it, it, it's the thing that I think of right now when I think about uh, Canada. It's just the compassion that we care. We have. We care about each you other. You know what? Here. You can also thank the United States for your gift to cinema, Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. That's right. And Batman. <laughs> uh, you are my. By the way, you are my favorite American, next to Batman. Okay. All you, right. You are my favorite Canadian next to Don Matrick. All right, there you go. That's all right. The two billionaires. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that, I think I think we're done for the day, my friend. Let's uh, let's close the basement down for another week. All right, my buddy. All right. all right, everybody. We'll see you next week in the basement. Do I need to say it? Sure. Stitcher. Stitcher. And iTunes and our website yeah. and anywhere else. The we read all live. of your feedback, so be sure to rate us and give us feedback and tell your friends about us because we're, we're you know the show is growing and uh, you're growing with us. Yeah. How rad is that?